0: Hey everyone, how's it going today? My name is Matt Jarbo. Welcome to Milk Carton Mysteries, episode number fifteen. Today is the fourteenth of July, two thousand and twenty, and it is a packed episode, a lot to cover. We're going to be talking about the Diatlov Pass incident, which has now had some new revelations. We're going to be talking about a pair of sisters in Houston, Texas, gunned down over the weekend, and of course, the story surrounding the recovery of. Naya Rivera's body and the information surrounding with that and one more really messed up story coming out of Canada that you're going to have to stay tuned for but uh, without further ado let's just dive right into the episode here on Milk Carton Mysteries. So uh, first things first let's talk about Naya Rivera. Officials released the cause of death after her body was officially found at Lake Peru. This happened yesterday after I'd already done my recording for the day So I didn't get to it when it happened, but this is what the medical examiner's office put out today saying here that on the morning of July 13th, the Ventura County medical examiner's office was notified that a body of a woman believed to be 33 year old Naya Marie Rivera was recovered from the waters of Lake Peru in Ventura, California. The circumstances and visual characteristics all indicated that the body was that of Naya Rivera and the identity has been confirmed by dental comparison. The body has been x-rays and a full autopsy has been performed. The autopsy findings are consistent with a drowning and the condition of the body is consistent with the time that she was submerged. No traumatic injuries or disease processes were identified at autopsy. There is no indication from the investigation or examination that drugs or alcohol played a role in the deceased's or descendant's death, but specimens will be submitted for toxicology testing. So what does this mean? What does this mean? It just means she had an accident. There have been a lot of people online running uh, all sorts of speculation, all sorts of over-the-top commentary saying that she knew too much because she dated Puck from the Glee, uh, that there's a Glee curse because Corey Monteith has also passed away seven years ago yesterday, as a matter of fact, the day her body was identified. Uh, there's a lot of people that are talking about this from the conspiratorial perspective, and I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I don't think that's right. This is what happened. She rented a pontoon boat with her son. She went out onto the lake. The pontoon boat sailed away from where they were swimming because it was not anchored down. She, according to interviews with her son, uh, was able to get him up on the boat. His interview with the authorities had confirmed this. She got him back on the boat, but she did not have the energy to pull herself back up on the boat, and she at that point succumbed to tiredness and exhaustion and had sunk beneath the surface. He says this is coming from the son that he had watched his mom descend underneath the water. I'm paraphrasing, but uh, that's tragic. The last image a four-year-old is going to have of his mother is her saving his life and then her sinking off to the depths below. Um, You know, it's sad. There's no other way to describe it. It's sad. She wasn't murdered. She wasn't killed. She wasn't offed for knowing too much. But given what we've discovered over the course of the past week in regards to the wayfare, quote-unquote child trafficking scandal that's fake it's a hoax it's made up people are going to run with whatever narrative they want to run with and now we have confirmation from the ventura county medical examiner's office after an autopsy was performed on the body rest in peace Nea rivera you were gone way too soon it's tragic as always i want to hear your thoughts so be sure to let me know what you guys think about this now let's talk about something a little bit less crazy or I should say depressing still crazy but and depressing in its own right but still not as bad if you have recalled anything about the Dyatlov pass incident from 1959 you know that this is one of the old school conspiracy theories and they've apparently now debunked it so I wanted to talk about it because I didn't want everything on this show to be nothing but death and destruction and dismay and despair and terribleness even though the rest of the stories today are absolutely that So an article here from RT says, So no UFOs or secret arms tests? Investigators say they've uncovered the true cause behind the mysterious Dyatlov Pass deaths in 1959. Going on to say, The gruesome, unexplained deaths of Soviet hikers at the Dyatlov Pass in 1959 have inspired countless theories about UFOs and even secret military tests. Now Russian sleuths have revealed the nature's wrath actually killed the group. Nine graduate students from a local technical university in the Ural's region, led by Igor Dyatlov, embarked on their ill-fated hiking trip in February of that year. Being experienced and well-equipped for the journey, they were planning to cover over 350 kilometers on skis through extremely harsh terrain in the northern Ural Mountains. It was all going fine initially, and many had happy photos left by the group to attest to this but the hikers failed to send a signal from their scheduled endpoint, triggering a rescue operation. When they were finally found, it was shocking and truly puzzling sight. Their tent was discovered on a slope, which locals would later call the Mountain of the Dead. It was empty, cut open from the inside by some sharp object. All students' belongings, including shoes, had been left there intact. The bodies of two hikers dressed only in their underwear were found lying under a pine tree more than a kilometer kilometer away from the tent. Some of the hikers sustained massive internal injuries, skull fractures, and chest damage. One woman was found with her eyes, tongue, and part of her lips missing. A probe ordered by the top Soviet agency did not reach any conclusion, merely saying that the students had been killed by an unknown overwhelming force. And this, again, this unknown overwhelming force has spawned and sparked so many thoughts and discussions about the the Outlaw Pass incident that even to this day, you will find people discussing it. But now an investigation into the tragedy has taken place, saying here that uh, the investigation into the tragedy, one of the greatest mysteries of the Soviet era, which even inspired a Hollywood thriller, Devil's Pass in 2013, was relaunched last year let me just quickly actually stop this for a second i worked on devil's pass back in 2012 i was brought in after reading the script when i was doing some freelance social media work for the company aldemisa that was producing it they brought me in i pitched them a viral marketing plan and they actually went with it for a little bit uh until after they showed me the first cut of the movie and the movie's not good and I gave them my my honest opinion, and they fired me the next day. I'm not even kidding you. I still have all of the behind-the-scenes footage on some hard drive somewhere that they shot because I told them to go out and shoot it. Anyway, I just thought that was a nice little interesting caveat to that. Like, that's my connection to the Outlaw Pass incident, is that I just did a couple months of work on the really bad movie directed by Rennie Harlan back in 2012. But anyway, moving on. The assumption from the investigation that an avalanche had caused the death of the nine young hikers in a remote area of the Ural Mountains has found its full confirmation coming in from Andrei uh, Kutiakov, uh, the deputy head of Russia's general prosecutor's office branch in the Urals. Uh, he says this as he announced the results of the new probe. Going on to say that after the snow slide, the hikers cut open their tent and got outside, retreating towards the nearby Stone Ridge, which was holding the avalanche off saying it was the right thing to do, but there was another reason why they were already condemned to death. When the students tried to find their tent, they couldn't see it anymore. The visibility was around 16 meters, but the tent was 15 meters away. The group then descended further down the slope and lit a bonfire before making another fruitless attempt. With no chance of surviving, the people eventually froze to death at temperatures of up to minus. 45 degrees Celsius. Saying here, as the true cause of the high altitude incident remained unknown for decades, countless theories popped up attempting to explain the tragic events at the Dyatlov Pass. Some have said that an alien invasion or some kind of other paranormal activity could have been involved, and others argued that the hikers were unlucky to walk into a Soviet military testing site. There was also a suggestion that the killing was revenge from shamans for entering a sacred site. Whether the explanation from the prosecutors will make these theories go away remains to be seen. And that's true. I, I like a good conspiracy theory, mostly because I think they're fun to laugh at, but this one did intrigue me. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that I was sent the screenplay. I read the screenplay, and then I went and I researched the Dyatlov Pass incident. I researched a lot of things surrounding it, and I went in there with this Blair Witch-esque approach to promoting this movie, which I thought would have then been really fun to get more people to get kind of hyped up on it. So my personal connection to the story has a lot to do with my my fascination of it. But I've always reserved the belief that it was in fact an avalanche that took them out, that it was an avalanche that killed them. Uh, but I think people out there like to just make up these stories because they're interesting and they're fascinating and it keeps them talking. and And that's okay. Because unlike the Wayfair child trafficking scandal, this thing happened 60 years ago and none of the people involved are alive. So talking about it from the perspective of just discussing it via speculation is fine. Whereas in the case of the Wayfair situation, because it's current and people are trying to dig into employees that work there, it's an entirely different scenario all the way around. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. I hope to hear your guys' thoughts on it. Let me know down in the comments, if you're watching this on YouTube, let me know on our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the milk carton, or of course, find me on Twitter. Let's now talk about this story coming out of Quebec. This is tragic and this is terrible. And I, I wanted to talk about this a couple of days ago, but I was waiting for some more information to come on in. Now, Quebec police confirmed the deaths of two missing girls, And they are now looking for the father. And that is proving to be a bit of a problem. So this is what it says. Quebec Provincial Police say two girls believed to have been abducted by their father have died. The bodies of Nora Carpentier, 11, and her sister Romy, 6 years old, were found Saturday afternoon after a three-day search uh, southwest of Quebec City. But police did not immediately release their conditions. The police lifted the Amber Alert first issued Thursday afternoon and have intensified the search for the father, 44-year-old Martin Carpentier. The Quebec spokesperson said police believe Carpentier is alive and still on the run, saying we don't know exactly what state of mind is facing Mr. Carpentier at the moment. They also say that we ask people to not take any chances so if they have any information or if they see him call 911 and we will take charge of the situation. And so the framing of this story initially was that the father intentionally killed his daughters and then ran off into the woods. That's how I interpreted it, that's how I came across the discussion. But I'm not too sure about that. Now obviously the autopsies on the bodies are expected to take place shortly and this is where we find out more about what's going on. The sisters were last seen at about 8.30 p.m. on Wednesday with their father at a convenience store. About an hour later, Carpentier's vehicle crashed at about the 15 kilometers west of the store on Highway 20. Uh, But nobody was found when the officers arrived. Now, they said that later on, after investigating or interviewing several witnesses and the children's mother, investigators had reason to believe the girls were abducted by their father. Now, The way I interpret this is like the crash killed the girls and he moved them, but I'm not too sure because there's been no real information given outside of just their information. The fact that they are unfortunately deceased and the fact that the dad is still out there. Now, the police at this point are operating under the impression that the dad could either be alive or the dad could be dead. They're not too sure. They found the girl's bodies, the autopsies information hopefully will come out soon to give us a better idea because I don't want to sit there and say that this guy like that they should give us everything. I understand they're still investigating, but if they're telling people that it's possible that this guy is dangerous, I just have to ask the question, then what did he do to make him that dangerous? If he was a father who freaked out and kidnapped his kids because of maybe a custody dispute, that doesn't inherently make him a killer. And if he crashed his vehicle trying to get away, it makes it a terrible, tragic accident. And one that right now we're still kind of, we don't know what's going on. We don't know where anything is at. All we know is what the media is reporting and it's making it out to be way more nefarious. But what I wanted to show you guys here is going to be uh, the mother and a statement she gave. Now it's all in French and the reason why I want to play it is because I want you to hear her. I want you to hear her words and her passion and her pain. And I want to amplify that message because I feel that maybe somehow if Martin did make a mistake and he is hiding, he can hear something like that and come to his senses and turn himself in. I want to thank all the citizens <laughs> for their support. Et leur aide alors leur je suis venue me recueillir pour euh, pour rendre un hommage à mes filles je leur ai préparé euh, une petite pensée Mes... Mes deux belles princesses d'amour, je vous ai tant voulu et attendu. Dès le premier souffle, je vous ai aimé inconditionnellement! Vous êtes toute ma vie! d'exister. Soyez mes mes étoiles dans la nuit qui guideront mes pas à travers cette douleur incommensurable. Je vous aime à la folie! Je vous aime à l'infini! Considérant l'enquête en cours, on ne fera pas d'autres déclarations. Je vous demande de respecter la vie privée de la famille. Merci, merci d'être venus. Yeah, it's uh, powerful stuff. You don't even need to speak French to, uh, to convey her pain. But there was a loose translation of what she says here. And according to an article I found, she was saying, Be my stars in the night who will guide me through this immeasurable pain. My two beautiful princesses of love, I wanted and waited for you so much. From your first breath, I loved you unconditionally. You are my whole life, my reason for existing. I love you like crazy. I love you to eternity. And that is sad. It's so tragic. I have two young girls myself and it's um, it's, it's God awful. And I hope that, uh, I hope Martin, you know, if he's alive, turns himself in. And if he's dead, I kind of hope that too, if he intentionally did this. I know I shouldn't say that sort of thing. I know that's not the most appropriate thing to say, but I'd, uh, if this was the intentional act of a man uh, desperate to hurt his ex, um, then I don't really care about anyone's feelings on the magic, to be honest with you. But as always, I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your opinions. Let me know. And for our main story tonight, this just happened this weekend in Houston, where authorities are searching for a possible suspect following a deadly shooting in the Greenway area, where these two women, these two sisters, were gunned down in their apartment. Um, And this is what's going on. So Houston police have released new details following a deadly shooting in the Greenway area on Friday evening. According to police, they responded to a discharge of a firearm call just after 6 p.m. on the 3200 block of Norfolk Street at an apartment complex. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see just where the uh, the apartment building is based upon a Google Maps image. Now, a release stated that the two females, aged 32 and 34, were found dead inside the apartment, and they appeared to have had gunshot wounds. An initial police investigation showed the incident was between one of the females and an ex-boyfriend, police have said. Now, witnesses reported to see a possible suspect fleeing the scene, At the time of the shooting, the suspect was described as a white male, ages 20 to 30 years old, approximately six feet tall, with a slim build and wearing a gray shirt and shorts. He was last seen driving a black BMW sedan with New Jersey license plate number YJT75Y. That is again, YJT75Y. Now, there hasn't been a lot of information released about the two girls uh, who were killed. But friends on social media are talking about this and they are trying to get the word out as much as possible. Mike Al here says, please share. This is the suspect who may be involved in a double homicide for the lives of the sweet souls in the pics below. It is heartbreaking and uh, justice will be served. Rip Juju Arab and Nassin Arab gone too soon. Keep their families and friends in your prayers. And a lot of people have said very similar things about these two very sweet, very kind, very loving individuals. And they speak nothing but high praises. But they have been talking a little bit who they think is the suspect. And police have released a bit of information on that as well, saying police identified suspect wanted for double murder in the Uppy Kirby apartment. Uh, police have identified the suspect who is believed to have shot and killed two women in an Upper Kirby apartment on Friday police said they are searching for a white man, 20 to 30 years old, who's approximately six feet tall. So same thing as before in that first bit, but we have a photo shot. We have a shot here of the Beamer, a clear shot of the license plate number, and this is who they're looking for. And that's all so far the police have given out. That's all the officials have given out. Now, when it comes to the friends and family who want justice for this, this is where they are putting this information out. And I want to be abundantly clear that this is all speculation and that this is all coming from them and not the police because I want to cover my own ass. But this is who they're claiming drives the BMW. Ari, age 31. I don't have a last name. This is supposedly, uh, I believe it is uh, Nassim's boyfriend or Juju's boyfriend. I'm not too sure which one. Hasn't been a lot of information on that that I can find. But he's allegedly an attorney at a firm, and he's got a verified uh, Instagram account, which uh, at this point has now been uh, gone. It's been removed and it's been replaced with uh, this. And so he's just t- titling it Nasari uh, showing us uh, here. I think it's Nassim. I think that's who it is because A and Nassim are in Nassim, saying here, "I didn't hurt her." but I can't live without her and all of this bullying and false accusations. And the account is just, again, these few posts showing him and her in a very happy and loving state. We can see here that he's got this photo of, of them together and they look happy. In fact, all of all of the imaging that I've seen here uh, makes them appear to be very happy, very much in love. And this is clearly what he's trying to put out there. But one of the things that he has on here is a couple of videos of her doing karaoke from their home. And I just wanted to showcase uh, one of them to give you an idea of their relationship, at least what he's presenting it as. And then I also want you to look at the comments that are on the side of the video from people who know him. Yeah, so you could see there people saying, go to the nearest hospital, you will be caught. At this point, all I can take from this essentially is that Ari is the main suspect. That is his vehicle. They apparently had some relationship issues. He's trying to come out and showcase that there wasn't any relationship problems, that he loves her and that he always wants to love her. So my own speculation is that something clearly broke up the relationship and there was a heated exchange, and there was a gun, and now two girls are dead. That's my speculation of what happened. I don't know, but I will be following the story as it just happened the other day, and it's super tragic and super terrible, and I hope that Ari turns himself in because that is the only way this is going to end well for him. That is the only way this is going to end well uh, for anyone. I mean, you know, They seem happy in this photo he's posting, but it could be a fairy tale. It could be a mirage. It could be something fake. And I'm sure more friends are going to come out with more information, but this is the narrative he's trying to push. And if he is a lawyer or an attorney, then he knows a thing or two about manipulation. And that to me speaks farther in terms of his psyche and his motivations than anything else. But as always i leave it to you your thoughts your opinions let me know on the uh, facebook group facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the milk carton and that actually wraps up this episode of milk carton mysteries i do apologize for the late release today but it is what it is i hope you guys enjoyed these stories or at least got some information out of these stories i want to hear your thoughts i want to hear your opinions if you are watching this on youtube please leave a like please leave a comment consider becoming a channel member If you are listening to this on Anchor or on iTunes or on Spotify or Google Podcasts, please head over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the milk carton. Become a member today. Get these stories and a ton of other stories as they're breaking. Join in on the conversation and even post your own, which can get featured here on the podcast. So if you like to cover true crime, you could be featured as a person who has provided some information. So that'd be pretty good to check out too. Anyway. I will talk to you all tomorrow for another episode of Milk Carton Mysteries. My name is Matt Jarbo. Have yourself a great day. Hug your family, hug your friends. Tell them you love them because you never know when it's going to be too late. All right, everyone, have yourself a great day and peace out.